This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about Twinkies. Specifically Twinkies. Yeah. Yes. And I am so excited... <laughs> I am so excited to talk about this yeah. because as Lauren and I were discussing before we hit record, this one goes places. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, because pe- people are intense about Twinkies. Like this is one of those brands that has this this pervasive, deep cultural love and or confusion surrounding it. <laughs> it does. And in fact... I mean, this is one that I had to really cut my losses at a certain point because I was like, we, well, we can't talk about all of this. <laughs> There's so much. <laughs> we yeah. can't hit everything about Twinkies because yeah. there is just a universe, yeah. a multiverse of Twinkies. It is a genuine American cultural icon. It really is. It really is. And it's fascinating. Um how it became to how it became that and how many people are still still love them so yeah. much mm-hmm. um and speaking of i have actually never had one what no <laughs> how have you avoided it <laughs> i don't know they just never came up <laughs> they never came up in my life wow. I'm jo- i don't think it was ever like i don't want one mm-hmm. it just wasn't an option and i didn't know to ask sure. for one 
Okay, and I've yeah. had similar like hostess um, uh, confections before, and I think they just weren't my favorite. So I was sure. like, if a Twinkie is involved in that, then I'm all right without it. But a couple of years ago, before the pandemic, um, our good friend and coworker here, Ramsey, um, who has been on the show, he was on our mm-hmm. episode about chicken wings. Yeah. He found out I had never had a Twinkie and he flipped out <laughs> and he was like, we have to do a video. We have to do a video. We're g- you're going to try it. And then he said, and this is going to come up. This is a topic that's going to come up throughout this episode. He was like, we're going to like do a, a, a slow motion of, of a Twinkie decaying and we're going to speed it up and it's going to be really <laughs> cool. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. And alas, it never came to fruition, but uh, he was very excited about it. Yeah. Well, I guess guess we'll still have to, I mean, there's nothing stopping us. There is nothing stopping us, um, though perhaps we'll have to be careful with the battery power, and we're going to discuss this later. But uh, yeah, there's nothing stopping us, and we can add Twinkies to our... um, our feast, our ever-growing <laughs> feast that we're planning. Yeah, yeah. I I have had Twinkies. Like I, I wasn't allowed to have. Like my household was like a like a no Twinkie household. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't just Twinkies, but like other similar snack yeah. cakes were not something that my father tolerated um, the existence mm. of, and so certainly not in his house. So, um, right. <laughs> so I don't think I had a Twinkie. Until I was in college or maybe after college. And it was like one of my little like, I'm a grown up and you can't tell me what to do. Like rebellions that I like went out and wow. bought a box of Twinkies. <laughs> How did it feel? Did you feel rebellious? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, rebellious Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's fine. It's I can't say that I'm super passionate about it. Like of the hostess like type snack cakes oh now oh, i think the my favorite are the little debbie oatmeal cream yeah. pies mm-hmm. yeah they're solid yeah yeah interesting texture in yeah, a good way right? oh. interesting can mean a lot of things but in a good way in this case <laughs> um yeah i um i do think a lot of the twinkie love has to do with nostalgia which yeah. we're also gonna talk about i'm sure they're Sure, if I tried one, it'd be fine. Um, and there's a million ways you can use them, apparently. Uh, so that's that's something. <laughs> that's the thing that I could look into. Sure. Uh, I do want to say this, and it might not make sense right now, but it will make sense later. Um, but one of my best friends growing up, and still one of my best friends today, Katie, uh, at, on her like 16th birthday. We went to a skating rink, and her dad was, like, a really gruff, outdoorsy fellow who always wore these, like, big leather jackets uh-huh. and worn jeans and cowboy boots. And he he swore up and down like he was the best ice skater ever seen in Georgia. Um, and I couldn't figure out if he was serious or not. Um, <laughs> he said so confidently before he got in the ice, they call me Twinkle Toe. And he skated (laughs) off. And he was pretty good. He was pretty good, but he got a little overconfident. Mm. And he tried to execute this move where he, like, I can't even, I I would call it starfishing on ice. Like, your arms are out. 
your legs are out, and he tried to spin and <laughs> the most epic fall. Oh. <laughs> and I just twinkle toes every time twinkle I hear toes. it. <laughs> Love that. It was, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun birthday. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Filing that one away. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It'll make more sense later, I promise. It will. It will. Yeah. Um, uh, well... April 6th is apparently National Twinkies Day. April 6th. I mean, sure, but I'm always like, what's the secret meaning? No, I'm not sure. Mm. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't look that deeply into it. Mm. It could be like a brand anniversary, maybe. I'm sure. Probably. Something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we're we're pretty far away from that. Just yes. about as far away as you can get. So good on us another win for saber yep um, <laughs> all we do is win yes uh, well i guess this brings us to our question sure twinkies what are they well uh twinkies are a type of industrially produced handheld snack cake that consists of a, a fluffy yellow cake molded into this like rounded oblong shape with a with a flat base and filled with also fluffy uh, vanilla flavored cream fake vanilla fake cream yeah they, they are shelf stable um each Twinkie is about four inches long, like an inch and a half wide. That's about 10 by four centimeters. And they're just really light and tender and airy and really sweet. And, and they hit you with that creamy filling. It's just very pleasurable in this completely banal way, like mm. entirely unchallenging. It, it it's the snack cake of least resistance. It it gives me these like 2001 a space odyssey vibes. Like like it is the coming together of human science and industry, and it is beautiful in its utter lack of substance. I think you could write a book on this, Lauren. I think, <laughs> I think that was pretty deep, and you've touched on something. <laughs> The Twinkie represents. It, it does. Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, okay, I, I, I also have to share this with you. Um, the official Twinkies page um, on the Hostess website says, and I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this dramatically, but I'm, I'm telling you I don't know how else to, to read this, okay? Th this is how it sounds when I read it in my head. It says, You don't need a description. This is why you're here. <laughs> yes. That is so good. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they, they understand their, their consumers. I laughed so hard when I read that. Um, so good. <laughs> and it was after I had already written that thing about it anyway. So, right. I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> its own brand agrees with me. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, 
yeah. All right. So, uh, so the classic flavor um, at this at this day and age is uh, is right that that golden yellow cake with vanilla cream. Um, but it also comes in uh, in a golden cake filled with banana cream, which is more traditional, as it turns mm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also seasonal varieties, including uh, the cake kind of studded with um, red, white, and blue sprinkles for summer Independence Day kind of stuff, filled with pumpkin spice cream for fall, filled with mixed berry cream for, I'm not sure, like Christmas and or Valentine's Day? It's okay. like December through February, so sure, yeah, sure. red, mm-hmm. festive, I don't know, um, mm-hmm. or filled with a cotton candy cream for spring. Mm-hmm. In order to make them, I the face that you're making is exactly how I feel about that. Yes, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> a little confused, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not textured like cotton candy. It's not cotton candy. It's a cotton candy flavored cream. And as I think we discussed in our cotton candy episode, the cotton candy flavor is not really a flavor. So anyway, yeah. cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to make a Twinkie, um, uh, they're, they're made in large batches, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, the dough is piped into molds and baked uh, flat side up. And then three little injectors come down and pierce what'll be the, that flat bottom and pipe in the cream. And despite urban legends about Twinkies being eternal, um, their shelf life is officially... I've read a couple different numbers. I've read 45 days and 65 days. I think 65 might be the the new modern upper limit. Um, mm-hmm. I think 45 is probably a safer bet for like best use. Right. Um, but right, like microbes can and will eat Twinkies. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, all that sugar in them can keep microbes at bay in some circumstances. Um, there's apparently a Twinkie at the uh, George Stevens Academy in Maine that is from 1976 and looks just fine. Yes. And this has been a prevalent urban legend. Uh, and that's, I referenced it at the beginning. And there are at least two, maybe three other points in the history yeah. part that be- came from this idea <laughs> that it, they'll last forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you know, like like very originally when they were created, they were made with, you know, like like butter and cream and vanilla and stuff like that. But over the years, as the idea of them being shelf-stable became so desirable, um, those uh, quote-unquote real ingredients not that science ingredients are imaginary, but they're just made right. with more science. They, they were replaced with science ingredients. And uh, so, so yeah, there's there's this pervasive concept. I Both humans who I told today that I was reading for a Twinkie episode, like, made jokes about Twinkies being eternal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can't even remember where I first heard it, but I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? It's just mm-hmm. it's just in, in our collective subconscious. It is true. Well, I guess that brings <laughs> us to the nutrition. <laughs> uh, Twinkies are a calorically dense food. Uh, lots of sugar and saturated fats go into making them so moist and creamy while still feeling light and right being kind of shelf-stable. Um, like two cakes contain a fifth of your daily allotment of saturated fats 
and 62% of your allotment of added sugars, um, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the treats are nice. Treats are nice. Treats are nice. That's why they're treats. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There, There is, though, a whole book that was written about the ingredients that go into Twinkies and how they work. It's called Twinkie Deconstructed. It was published mm-hmm. in 2007, uh, written by one um, Steve Etlinger. And mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds great. It sounds like really up my alley in terms of just like really breaking down the science of what all of these different ingredients do and like what makes them form together <laughs> to create <laughs> this like hypothetically food. I uh-huh. I was I was telling I was telling Elodie about this and they were like I I was like, yeah, we're doing a Twinkie episode and they were like, I thought you did a food show. <laughs> Twinkie burn. (laughs) Wow. Right? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we do have some numbers for you. We do. Um, And there are a plethora of numbers. We're only going to include a few, but if you want to find them, they are out there. Oh, yeah. Um, so almost 1.1 million Twinkies are consumed every day around the world, and that's about uh, 400 million or more a year. According to today.com, somewhere around 1,123 Twinkies are produced per minute. Whew. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, Twinkies are 68% air by volume. Oh. Well, yeah, they're pretty light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The record for the most Twinkies eaten in six minutes was set in 2013 by Joey Chestnut. He consumed 121 Twinkies in those six minutes. Oh, that hurts my stomach. That hurts Just my thinking about it. everything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm not sure whether this is still an annual thing, but um, Emporia, Kansas, the current home of the main Twinkie factory, has held a Twinkies festival that that has in past years included a uh, 5K run, a boxcar derby, an eating competition, yes, um, and a costume contest. A costume contest? I know. Oh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, listeners, you know the drill. Yeah. Let us know. (laughs) Right in. Send pictures, please. Um, And then uh, Twinkies uh, have been involved in a lot of promotional brand ties throughout their time. But one of them does come with a specific number um, to coincide with the 2007 release of King Kong. Hostess brought back the original and popular flavor of banana for the cream, and sales shot up over 20%. Yeah. Yeah. People were into it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That, we're going to talk about that, but I've, I'm seeing a lot of numbers around 2006, 2007. Uh-huh. It was a big time for Twinkies. It was. It was. And yeah, also, uh, right, banana was the original Twinkie flavor. Mm-hmm. And we are going to get into that and lots more as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Mm-hmm. 
This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, okay, before we get to the Twinkie... Um, We have to go back to 1849, which is when this bakery called the Ward Baking Company opened up shop in Manhattan. Over the course of a few decades, they grew and acquired other regional bakeries and by 1925 had become known as Continental Baking and were operating out of Kansas City, Missouri. Um, They started a brand of snack cakes called Hostess with a chocolate cupcake in 1919. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it can get complicated with all the company names that get Oh, here. yeah. Yeah. I tried <laughs> to, we've, products, we've yeah. tried to explain, but right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I feel like it goes without saying, but we got to say it every time. They are not currently a sponsor. Um, oh, no. Nor here, but. Yeah. yeah. They have not reached out to us. <laughs> Hostess, reach out. What is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so. Most credit the invention of the actual Twinkie to Jimmy or James Dewar, who worked at Continental Baking. Um, And as the story goes, he invented this treat in 1930, filling a shortcake with a mixture of sugar and cream. And yes, specifically a banana cream filling, although I've seen that kind of get... Hmm. People keep saying original and then they're like, but wasn't the strawberry original? I think that's... Okay, I'll I'll unpack that in a second. Okay. Um, And he... Allegedly named it on the way to a meeting with Hostess after a billboard. So he saw this billboard for shoes um, called Twinkle Toe Shoes. And he was like, that's it. Hmm. Twinkie. 
So there you go. Now you understand what I was talking about at the top. I hope Perfect. the payoff was worth it. Yeah. Um, and yes, by most accounts, the original Twinkie flavor was banana. I think this just might be how I interpret things, but okay. Um, this was in part because of the short season of strawberries, which directly impacted the production of strawberry shortcakes, which the company made. I think they were called strawberry short fingers or something. Mm-hmm. Because of this, Dewar may have decided on the banana filling um, because basically what was happening was they had this specific machinery to produce this strawberry short finger, short finger products. <laughs> um, and it wasn't in use a lot of the time because strawberries had such a short season. Um, and so using banana in the filling allowed them to use that equipment to produce treats all year round instead of depending on when strawberries were good, when they could sure. get strawberries. Yeah. Um, and also worth keeping in mind, this was during the Great Depression and Dewar knew that they needed an inexpensive treat. And he talked about that. He was like, it had to be, you know, this, this price and at this level. And so mm-hmm. he was very cognizant of what he was doing. Sure. In the early days, Twinkies were filled by so-called Twinkie stuffers <laughs> who, who used a device that it was a manual device that they pedaled with their feet. One such stuffer once said, you had to pump the pedal just right or too much filling would shoot out. If I oversquirted, the Twinkie would explode. But also said that the workers would just eat the faulty ones. So it was not that. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And Twinkies were pretty quickly very popular in the United States. However, as with most things, the World Wars really impacted the manufacturing of these items with things like rationing, um, with sugar, flour, and bananas. And this necessitated retooling the recipe and the filling. And so at the time, they pivoted to vanilla cream instead of bananas. Yeah, yeah, because uh, bananas became uh, very unavailable during World War II. Yes, yes. Uh, Twinkies were advertised on the very popular children's show, Howdy Doody Show, uh, the Howdy Doody Show in the 1950s. By 1968, Continental Baking was America's leading bread maker and uh, was purchased by the International Telephone and Telegraph Corporation. Uh Yep. Yep, 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 they were. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Continental Baking also owned uh, Wonder Bread. Yes, which was originally in here and I cut it. I was one of the losses I had to cut. But uh, yes, and we have to do an episode on sliced bread, which is a part of this story too. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. That's for future us. That's for future <laughs> us. Uh, current us gets to talk about this because during the 1970s hmm. and 80s, <laughs> this company launched an ad campaign for DC and Marvel Comics with Twinkies. And big names were involved, too, like Wonder Woman and Thor. All right. Yes. And at one point, the Penguin seized all the Twinkie delivery men in Gotham City. (laughs) And I'm telling you, why does this movie not exist? (laughs) I know we keep throwing ideas out there, but it's already here. (laughs) Right. Right? Like, someone called Danny DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Who has his number? I <laughs> and Twinkie Deliveryman is so specific. Yeah, and I'm not sure it was ever a thing, but I love it. <laughs> uh, I know I know that like the Hostess brand had these specific delivery trucks and drivers, uh, mm-hmm. and that that was part of this whole thing that 
we're going to kind of get into later um, or glance across later, I suppose. But at any rate, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Um, well, all right. Be on the lookout for that, I hope. But mm-hmm. um, in 1971, the FTC served up a major hit for Hostess, basically ruling that Wonder Bread was pretty much enriched bread. Um, and they had been saying, like, Wonder Bread was all good for weight loss, good for your health, all of these types of things. Um, and it was also ruled that when it came to their snack cakes, sugar was the main ingredient. So they couldn't make these sort of big claims yeah. about them anymore. Yeah. Um, also in 1971, the Hostess brand debuted a mascot for Twinkies called Twinkie the Kid. Yes. If you haven't seen this mascot, it's basically a Twinkie with a cowboy hat. Yep. Which I actually didn't pick up on until I read a description of it. I was like, oh, yeah, obviously. Because I was trying to describe it. I was like, it looks like a minion is like stretched out um, and it has a cowboy hat. <laughs> like, oh, obviously. Oh, it's, it's a, a Twinkie. It's a Twinkie. It's made, its body is a Twinkie. Yeah. Yes. But... <laughs> oh, and we are going to talk more about that mascot because yeah. it was beloved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, uh, pivoting in another cultural touch point. In 1979, Dan White was convicted of fatally shooting at Mayor George Moscone of San Francisco and Supervisor Harvey Milk. And as a part of White's defense, um, this is kind of complicated, but okay, his lawyer argued that White had a, quote, addiction to sweet snacks and sugary junk food, and um, that this worsened his depression um yeah yeah and the press wound up calling this the twinkie defense exactly um which the defense never actually argued that this consumption of sugary snacks made white do it um it was just part of their it was just a, a piece of it and yeah the yeah press was like oh the snacks made him do <laughs> huh. it yeah yeah like like they brought it up they were like yeah his snack food habits are Evidence of his depression, not Mm -hmm. like a cause of his depression or of his behavior. Right. But the press kind of ran the opposite direction. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the term persists to this day. uh, And White was convicted of voluntary manslaughter as opposed to murder. So, right. So there was this like the Twinkie defense worked like kind Mm of. Yeah. In Corporate news, in 1984, um, ITT sold Hostess to Ralston Purina. And then in political news, um, in 1985, a candidate for city council in Minneapolis had charges around him handing out an amount of Twinkies and similar snacks and drinks to senior citizens that amounted to, I don't know, $34 around. (laughs) Okay. Um, He had these charges dropped after he was indicted for bribery. Um, And as a result, Minnesota passed a campaign finance law known as the Twinkies Law. Wow. I'm telling you, this episode goes everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) all over. That same year, Dewar, who famously claimed he ate one Twinkie a day, died. This has nothing to do. The Twinkies have nothing to do with the death. No, no. He famously claimed he ate one a day. And in fact, his obituary included this quote from him. Some people say Twinkies are the quintessential junk food, but I believe in the things. I fed them to my four kids, and they feed them to my 15 grandchildren. My boy Jimmy played football for the Cleveland Browns. 
My other son, Bobby, played quarterback for the University of Rochester. Twinkies. Never hurt them. <laughs> and, and not that I doubted what he would say in his obituary or anything, but I did look it up. And it, it, yeah, his sons did play at least. Yeah. Football team, so. All right. Well, mm-hmm. heck yeah, Jimmy. Heck yeah, Jimmy. Uh, going back to that mascot. Okay, um, okay. Okay, so the company chose to get rid of the mascot, Twinkie the Kid, in 1988, and this did not please a lot of people, uh-huh. including a New Jersey teenager named Judd Slivka, who sent a letter to the company complete with 135 signatures threatening to boycott the company, quote, as long as our hero is kept away from the public. <laughs> I love that. And it works. In 1990, the company not only reintroduced Twinkie the Kid, but they even invited Slivka to the mascot's birthday bash. (laughs) It's beautiful. That is delightful. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Oh, heck. (laughs) Yes. More business news. Mm -hmm. In 1995, Ralston Purina reached a deal that sold the maker of Hostess Twinkies to the Interstate Bakeries Corporation. And this was a big deal uh, in two ways. Hmm. Um, First, Ralston left the food business. And second, it made Interstate America's largest bakery company. Mm -hmm. And then also in 1995, (laughs) uh, this... All right. Uh, Houston's Rice University students George Gouge and Todd Stadler embarked in the Twinkies project, um, which they called Test with Inorganic Noxious Cakes with a K in Extreme Situations. <laughs> <laughs> and these extreme situations included the rapid oxidation test, which was essentially setting Twinkies on fire. Okay. Yeah. Um, the gravitational response test, which was essentially dropping Twinkies out of windows to determine if they are affected by gravity. <laughs> and a Turing test to suss out the intelligence of a Twinkie. <sighs> yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then, in a continuing example of the cultural impact of Twinkies and the urban legend we mentioned at the top, in 1999, President Bill Clinton included Twinkies in the National Millennium Time Capsule. And this was along with, I mean, all kinds of things that culturally significant, huge things. And then the Twinkie. Um, the Twinkie was later pulled out from the time capsule due to concerns around mice getting into it. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> but to me, that indicates, uh, even at the highest level, people were like, yep, that's yep. forever. <laughs> it's going to last forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Deep fried Twinkies. Okay. Okay. Uh, they got their start in the written record. Uh, I just feel like people fry anything if they can. But the, oh, yeah. one of the first instances that we know of uh, was in 2001-2002. Christopher Sells, who gets the credit for inventing deep-fried Twinkies, said, Something magical occurs when the pastry hits the hot oil. The creamy white vegetable shortening filling liquefies, impregnating the sponge cake with its <laughs> luscious vanilla flavor. Sure, it's imitation, but nevertheless potent. The cake itself softens and warms, nearly melting, contrasting with the crisp, deep-fried crust in a buttery and suave way. <laughs> I mean, wow. We've got to hand it to him. I've never wanted to try one, but y'all. <laughs> Oofta. That's poetry. 
It is. Impregnating, okay. Impregnating the sponge cake. In, yeah. With luscious vanilla flavor. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of poetry, in 2004, in order to co-brand with DreamWorks for the release of Shrek 2, uh, Twinkies were available with an ogre green colored filling. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, but this brings us to some financial woes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. In 2004, Interstate Bakery filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and this was for a multitude of reasons, but one of the most cited uh, is changing health concerns people had. Yeah, um, sure, sure. They Fewer fewer Twinkies. Uh, yeah, more. Yes. W- w- what was the big trend then? Like, like high protein. Yeah, protein powders, I think, were big. Yeah. Smoothies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love those things, but uh, yes, oh, sure. they did a dent for the Twinkie. Um, a few years later, in 2009, Interstate Bakery came out of bankruptcy and changed its name to Hostess Brands. Mm-hmm. Hostess published a Twinkie cookbook called The Twinkies Cookbook, an inventive and unexpected recipe collection from Hostess <laughs> that included 50 recipes for things like Twinkie sushi. And I have to say unexpected recipe collection <laughs> like chef's kiss that is i love that yeah genuinely <laughs> it's it's this close to not meaning anything at all um which like the twinkie <laughs> i love it oh my gosh uh, wow yeah yeah the Hostess Factory in Toledo, Ohio, was eventually turned into Zuva Books, um, but hints of Twinkies remained. In a 2007 episode of No Reservations, host Anthony Bourdain tried liquefied Twinkie filling that was still in the building's pipes, and he said, there's that Twinkie freshness. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently, right, it's just this, like, giant bookstore like like distribution situation uh it's got like a lot of like 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 rare books and stuff in there and is gigantic and yeah just this old bakery section just still has these pipes that are just still filled with like what would become twinkie filling if you like like pumped it out and like whipped it with air uh apparently i saw it described as like like a like a petroleum like like a like a like an oil like a black sludge kind of situation. Mm. I have not seen this episode. I don't think. If I have, I've put it out of my memory. Um, <laughs> it's fair, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but but Tony Tony ate some because why not? <laughs> because why not? Oof. I mean, that feels like the Twinkie too. Yeah, because why not? Hmm. Uh, but this wasn't the end. Of the financial woes, in early 2012, the company filed for Chapter 11 reorganization. A few months later, company workers went on strike. And in response to that, the company laid off 18,500 workers Ooh. and closed their plans. Oh. A year later, in 2013, Hostess Brands sold Twinkies and Ding Dongs, among other things, to two investment firms. So for eight months during 2013... No Twinkies were produced, and people were not happy. They were panicking, I would say. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, including celebrities, multiple celebrities. But uh, Wendy Williams often comes up because she hosted the first Twinkie eating competition in hopes of saving Twinkies. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, when they did come back, 
They came back slightly shorter and less dense. I love that people know that. I read that too. And I was yeah. like, I mean, if you if you're really familiar with the product, you Yeah, yeah, taste. you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, well, like a a, a recipe um kind of facelift was involved with them coming back because uh, okay, th- like the the business side of this story is really pretty wild. Um, because like like the company that was holding the brand had just been incredibly mismanaged. Um, like they were in so much debt. They had these intense pension costs. Um, they had this trouble with the union. And when it liquidated its brands, that just went away. Um, so uh, so they sold off, I think, the savory portions of things, the savory brands, to one investment firm. And then this other firm called Apollo Global bought up a bunch of the snack cake brands and reopened under the hostess name. Like, no one even bid against them when they made their offer. Wow. Um, so they spent like like four hundred million buying the brands, and then another few hundred million updating the factories and the recipes and the distribution because apparently, like, it was really clunky and outdated. And uh, and part of the problem was that Twinkies weren't shelf stable enough. They were only shelf stable for like a recommended twenty five days at this point. Oh. And so they like they like more than doubled that. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> And, and and retooled the distribution. Um, and yeah, it was like immediately extremely successful. People were so happy to see these brands back on store shelves. Um, and they are raking in absolute billions. Wow. I mean, if I didn't know any better, I would say that was a ploy, but I know it wasn't. Um, <laughs> no, no, the company was genuinely in so much trouble. Yeah, <laughs> a, t- a terrifying amount. Like I, this Forbes article that I was reading is like, how did they even get in that much trouble? We don't know. It's impressive. <laughs> it's kind of impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um. At any rate. Uh. Okay. During the early pandemic, uh, 2020, a guy by the name of Colin Purrington. Apparently, an actual name, Purrington. I love this. Uh, okay. Uh, it sounds like something from Bee and Puppycat. So cool. Um, okay. He opened up this box of Twinkies that he had purchased back in 2012 when there were those fears of Twinkies going away forever. And because, you know, he was like out of snacks and he, you know, he was like, oh, man, I bought those Twinkies. I wonder how they're doing. Um, they were not still good. Uh, though, interestingly, different cakes in their like little individual single wrappers showed all kinds of different levels of mold growth and desiccation. Like some looked fine, but tasted awful. He did try them. Um, uh, Some were like kind of shrunken and had some like dark spotting, sort of like when a banana goes bad. Um, And some were, were shriveled and gray, like a like like and like and like vacuum sucked in like a like a weird morel mushroom kind of situation. So, Mr. Purrington <laughs> sent the Twinkies to researchers to like see what was growing on them. Um, and they honestly had nothing like super interesting to report. They were like, oh yeah, that's pretty common mold. Um, but they couldn't get the 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 really mummified one to to grow uh, anything else. So they don't. Yeah, they like couldn't figure out what kind of mold it was because they couldn't get a sample to to spore. Um, and interestingly, um, when they drilled in to that mummified one, 
um, <laughs> they they used they used a tool they used a tool um, that is normally used to uh, to take samples of bone marrow. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and and they in fact found that it still had a liquid cream filling inside. Whoa! I know, right? Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> a little hot under there. A little nervous. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be playing a zombie video game, and I'm going to get to the end. It's going to be like this Twinkie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! Well, speaking of zombies. Um, yeah. We <laughs> actually yes. Speaking actually, of zombies, actually yes. Uh, we do have a, a few more cultural notes. That yeah. we want to touch on. And this is just a few because there are so many. There oh, are yeah. so many. Um, but just a few uh, a few of the greatest hits of Twinkies in our pop culture. Sure. Um, so for one, Archie Bunker got a Twinkie every day in his lunch on All in the Family. Mm-hmm. In the 1979 movie Grease, the young women discussed Twinkies and wine. Uh, the original Ghostbusters in 1984. Egon uses a Twinkie to basically describe how bad things are due to ghost stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is, whenever I think about Twinkies, I still think about this line where mm-hmm. uh, I think Winston is like, tell him about the Twinkie. And Venkman is like, what about the Twinkie? Um, <laughs> yes, excellent. Uh, but yeah, the, the line from Egon is, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning sample, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. And going off of this, <laughs> my very favorite food blogger, Jake Henji Lopez-Alt, dutifully calculated how much an actual 35 foot long Twinkie would weigh. And he came up with more like 53 tons. Woohoo! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A 600 pound Twinkie would only be about six feet long, according to him. So, like Twinkie the kid sized. <laughs> Twinkie the kid sized. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a, it's a genuinely beautiful write up that he did. He went deep. He went very deep, y'all. Um, he also did some like brief calculations about how. Um, how a 600-pound Twinkie could possibly support its own weight. Um, It could not under the gravity structure of our current Earth. Um, So, Mm -hmm. like, he wrote, you know, like, like calculations for Twinkie in space. Like, it's a whole, it is a whole glorious thing. Doing the good work. Yeah. Doing the good work. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Um, In 1988, Twinkies were mentioned in Die Hard. on The Simpsons, Apu once said, you cannot hurt the Twinkie when the Twinkie in question reformed itself. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And that was in 1994. Uh, a Twinkie appeared in the 2008 film Wall-E when a cockroach used it as like a bed. Sure. Food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because because they're eternal. So, right. Because they're yeah. eternal. I have only seen that movie once because it made me so sad. Oh. I don't remember. I, it's not like particularly sad. I don't know. Something about it. So it's I was, <laughs> kind of sad. I mean, it is, but there it wasn't like oh god, t- sobbing. But I think the whole feeling of it just hurt yeah. my heart. I feel you. Mm-hmm. It's a rough film. It it really goes there. It really does. It really does. And then yes, zombies. 
the 2009 film Zombieland included a whole plot where Woody Harrelson's character was absolutely in love with Twinkies. He was always looking for Twinkies, shaking the hostess trucks, like, got to get these Twinkies. Um, but the actual actor, Woody Harrelson, does not eat Twinkies because he is vegan. Ah. Um, so I think they used, you can find the recipe they used. It was like cornmeal. Huh. And, um, but yeah, they used, they made a vegan Twinkie for the production. Um, and so it's been a minute since I've seen this movie, but I do think the whole thing was in part in reference to the urban legend that, yeah, they never go bad. They are yeah. eternal. Um, but it, yeah, a big piece of that film. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. I'm telling you, we went places. We went places. I do. I do love these brand episodes. They get so weird. <laughs> they do. <laughs> you never know where they're going to go. <laughs> nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, that, that is, I think, the places that we are going to go about the Twinkie for now. For now. But uh, we do have some listener mail for you, and we'll get into that after one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Listener. That's good. <laughs> we can like cut off at the same point. At least that's what it sounded like on my end. <laughs> Sometimes we even impress me, listener. <laughs> oh yes, our hardest critic. 
<laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'm always like, chalk that one up to a win. <laughs> um, Melissa wrote, I just finished the Jello episode and it made me think of one of my stranger experiences in med school. Our program had an outreach program to local schools providing health education. I had volunteered for Brain Day because I liked neurology and my friend was coordinating it. I'm still not totally clear what we were trying to accomplish <laughs> besides convincing a bunch of fifth graders that medicine and neurology especially was cool. For us, that meant demonstrating lesser known reflexes on various kids. We also had access to an anatomically correct silicon brain mold that our medical school owned for some reason. <laughs> My friend was very stoked about this and used it to make blue jello brains, the closest she could get to gray, that she dutifully brought to the elementary school as a surprise for the kids. So in the end, we showed up at the school, hit a bunch of kids with our reflex hammers, and then invited <laughs> them to eat some jello brains. <laughs> I don't know if we inspired anyone to become doctors afterwards, but I do now know that 10-year-olds are pretty nonchalant about eating what looks like a human brain given to them by strangers. Make of that what you will. <laughs> I mean, important lesson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, good to good to know. Good data. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fantastic if somebody listening to this went to that event? And did go into oh. neurology because of this, quite frankly, amazing presentation. Oh, yeah. I would have loved this. Right? I you get jello. You, you get to see weird reflexes. That's terrific. Yes. That is. I would have remembered that. And I think I would have been inspired. So that's a big thumbs up from me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, heck. Yeah, let us know. Hey. Yes. Yes. That would be so great. <laughs> Making connections. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt wrote, just a couple quick gags for you. Stop me if you've heard these. What does a Dalek say when he salts his food? Salinate! <laughs> All right. Yeah. What uh -huh. do the Dalek vampire say? Exsanguinate! <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and then uh, what does a Dalek do to remove dead skin? Exfoliate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All pretty good. Mm -hmm. All pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt continues. Anyway, for whatever it's worth, Tenant is my favorite doctor, and my favorite episodes are the two-parter Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. No shade on Blink. It's a masterpiece, but not my personal MVP. Oh, those are good ones. Those are good ones. Those are very good ones. Mm -hmm. And also, mm -hmm. I love, like, Again, if you've never watched Doctor Who, you have no idea what's going on right now. Oh yeah, I'm so right. sorry. I'm so sorry about that weird voice I just did. Oh, it <laughs> I mean, was excellent. Never apologize for that, Lauren. <laughs> I won't hear it. I won't stand for it. It was fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you, Annie. Again, our very harshest yes. critic. So tough on each other. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> But yes, uh, thank you to both of these listeners for writing to us. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. And we're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way.
This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.